KaneCast episode number 11, a review of the performance of our small cap quality value portfolio in the third quarter of 2014. Welcome to KaneCast, a podcast series by Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, where we offer timely commentary on the performance of financial markets, the global economy, and our various investment strategies. Hello, this is Craig Stone, co-portfolio manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick small cap quality value portfolio. Today, I would like to offer some comments regarding the equity markets, our Q3 2014 portfolio performance, and briefly discuss CarboCeramics, one of our underperforming investments in the quarter. It was certainly an interesting third quarter for the equity market as the Russell 2000 Value Index gyrated between negative and positive monthly returns. July saw the Russell 2000 Value Index down just over 6% for the month, followed by a recovery in August up 4.35%, and ended the quarter with the month of September down 6.75%. Cumulatively, for the third quarter, the Russell 2000 Value Index ended down 8.6%. And through the first 15 days of October, the Russell 2000 Value Index is down another 2.6% month to date. We have been saying in our market commentary since the beginning of this year that a minor correction is overdue, is healthy, and is a natural part of investing, particularly after the multiple years of exceptional returns that we have seen over the last couple of years. But we do not believe that this market correction is like that of the meltdown that we saw back in 2008 and 9. So how did our portfolio do in the third quarter with all of this monthly equity market volatility? For those of you who are familiar with our firm and have been clients of ours through a full economic cycle, certainly know that our high-quality investment philosophy has a certain investment return pattern. To further elaborate, we say that typically during the course of a full economic cycle, our investors should expect our portfolios to have good capital protection during tough economic times, and we try to keep up with buoying market recovery periods. While this performance pattern is more evident over longer time frames, We saw evidence of this during each of the past three months in the quarter. In July, as the Russell 2000 Value Index declined, we saw good capital protection in our portfolio and outperformed by about 100 basis points. And as the index recovered strongly in August, our portfolio lagged by about 60 basis points. But as the European economic worries spilled into the U.S. equity markets and drove the benchmark lower in September, our investment model once again protected capital well and outperformed by nearly 300 basis points in a sharp declining market. So putting it all together for the quarter, we saw our small cap quality value portfolio outperformed by nearly 330 basis points. This was a good accomplishment despite one of our stocks, CarboCeramics, seeing significant performance attraction during the quarter. This, along with real estate investment trust sector, or REITs as commonly referred, continued to outperform the overall benchmark in the quarter. Today, REIT stocks as a group is the largest single industry in the benchmark and represents 14.5% of the entire Russell 2000 value index. With the 10-year Treasury rate declining year-to-date to to the current 2% yield level, this is after starting out the year at the 3% level, REIT stocks with its higher dividend than the typical average stocks 
have garnered increasing attention of average investors seeking yield enhancement to their portfolios. When we break down the Russell 2000 value and its individual stock components, we see that so far in 2014, through the end of third quarter, stocks with dividend yields of higher than 3% have seen positive returns, while stocks in the benchmark with less than 3% yield saw negative returns. This is quite the contrast, and REITs certainly played an important part in this bifurcation of returns. In fact, when we look at the REIT stocks as an asset category of the Russell 2000 Value Index, for the same nine-month period thus far in 2014, REITs have had a positive return of 8.5% versus the overall benchmark that posted a negative 4.7 return. This delta of 1,300 basis points is significant for any period, especially such a short period that we just witnessed. While we currently do not own any REITs in our portfolio and have only owned a few names in the past, their underrepresentation of REITs in our portfolio is more structural than just valuation. With our quality investment philosophy, we typically favor as distinctive high return on capital businesses that is asset light in nature and that can generate above industry return while needing little debt on the balance sheet to generate that high return. In the two decades that we have been managing small cap portfolios, we find that REITs in general have indistinguishable business models that require a large level of debt or equity capital to generate, even at the best of times for the best company industry, only near a 15% return on equity. This is very much the opposite of what we consider high quality businesses. And because we can find plenty of other businesses that can meet our quality hurdle, we have always had underrepresentation of restocks in our portfolio. Now to be fair, there are plenty of other periods where our underweight of REITs have benefited our portfolio, but right now it is currently a headwind for us. But then, even with this strong headwind, we have been able to overcome some of this near-term through our superior stock selection. At this time, I'd also like to offer a brief insight into one of our holdings, CarboCeramics, ticker CRR. Typically, given our strong performance in the quarter, I would not normally want to spend so much time on a single underperforming stock. But given that the stock has been such an outlier in the quarter, I thought some comments and perspective would be helpful. We have owned Carbo in the portfolio since 2009 and at the firm for much longer period than that. But since 2009, we have increased in trim Carbo positions multiple times with our last trim of the stock being this past July. But subsequent to our trim, Carbo saw a stock decline sharply during the quarter for both fundamental and cyclical reasonings. For those of you who are not familiar with Carbo, this is a company that manufactures and sells ceramic propens that are used during the hydraulic fracturing process of oil and gas well productions. Ceramics have been proven to have much higher conductivity and better recovery rates than the most commonly used propen being sand. However, 
ceramic provins have a much higher selling price, and EMP operators are constantly experimenting with the mix of sand and use of ceramic provins. Depending on geology and the need to lower production cost, EMP operators many times will choose sand over ceramics. In early August, CarboStock took a hit after one of its largest customers decided to switch entirely to sand from a mixture of sand and ceramic provins after comparing well performances over a three to four year period. The switch likely will have a per well saving cost of nearly half a million dollars for the customer. Carbo, up to this point, who had been capacity constrained and had planned on new capacity addition coming on next year, initially stated that it would have other customers that would be willing and able to absorb the capacity in other regions. However, disappointingly, about a month later, Carbo pre-announced stating that the coming quarter sales volume was still going to be below the initial replacement expectation that it has cited and that, in fact, the pricing for ceramics will likely come under pressure as well. All of this proved to be bad for the stock price. But at the end of the day, when we look back on our investment in carboceramics, while the performance of this quarter hurt, we still saw significant outperformance in the quarter for our overall portfolio. Furthermore, assessing carbo stock performance since our initial purchase in 2009 and taking into account the position size adjustments that we made through our ads and trims, this stock did generate very positive cumulative return for the entire period that we own the stock in the portfolio. Do we wish that we trimmed more or even sold our entire position when we act in July? Sure. But hindsight is always perfect and this is why no one should be driving using the rearview mirror. In summary, our capital protection in a tough market environment shone brightly this quarter. Even with carboceramics and the REIT headwind, we were able to overcome and outperform significantly. This is a true testament to our high quality focus and our ability to own a focused portfolio of great businesses. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this recording today. And as always, if there are questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to your representative contacts. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management. Kane Anderson Rudnick provides this communication as a matter of general information. The opinions stated herein are those of the speakers and not necessarily the opinions of Kane Anderson Rudnick or its affiliates. Portfolio managers at Kane Anderson Rudnick make investment decisions in accordance with specific client guidelines and restrictions. As a result, client accounts may differ in strategy and composition from the information presented herein. Any facts and statistics quoted are from sources believed to be reliable, but they may be incomplete or condensed, and we do not guarantee their accuracy. This communication is not an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security, and it is not a research report. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions.